I saw TikTok that was like the worst girl you know posting to that song. That's me, everybody. <laughs> we're so happy to be back. I know. Um, true fuckheads, I know you guys were upset mm-hmm. that we're a week late. Adam asked me. He's like, did you guys skip an episode? Oh That's so rude. We we're both just really busy. Did you go to town, actually? I did, actually. Go Where'd you town. go? I went to Vegas. Scary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It okay, was okay. a very, like, last-minute decision. My like mom was yes, maybe no. having a birthday. Adam was playing a volleyball tournament. <clears throat> oh, so my God. How's just, Vegas? Vegas was fucking crazy. Yeah? So I hadn't been drinking all month, and then I get there, and I'm like, okay. I was supposed to go to Mexico for work. R.I.P. <laughs> it got, it got um, indefinitely postponed. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is going to be my my introduction back into drinking just for this weekend. Okay. But I didn't drink until I went out on Sunday. Mm. But I was out until 5 a.m. So. Okay. I have a lot of questions because I'm doing a little dry January challenge. Um, hit, Respect your body challenge. Hit two weeks today. Okay. And so so I'm going to be honest. I fucking miss alcohol so much because I enjoy like the taste of a lot of alcohols. I enjoy drinking beer, wine, cocktails. That mm-hmm. tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I enjoy the feeling of being drunk. So I miss that. But it is like really opening my eyes to what that Wednesday night glass of wine was or like Saturday night beer was really doing for me Mm -hmm. because yo I've just been really 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 fucking anxious and you've been since you stopped drinking yeah and I think there's like a lot of external life stressors as well but Mm -hmm. um I think that little bit of a depressant to kind of numb everything yeah and that's that's real and that's maybe problematic but there is like a reason why a lot of people with like anxiety disorders or like depressive disorders or or any sort of mental health issue will like use substances to kind of cushion that Mm -hmm. and I guess I didn't really realize that I was doing that there's something to be said though about partaking in a healthy like not over consuming kind of way. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine in moderation, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was just like I wanted to do like a dry January challenge, not because I thought that I have a problem with alcohol or felt that I couldn't stop if I wanted to. It was just like, I was sort of like mindless or just out of like habit. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of wanted to like break the habit and see what happened. But yeah, I don't know. It's a lot harder than when I have done this before. Are you going to see it through? every day i'm like white knuckling (laughs) it a little bit um yeah i'm doing the same give or take Mm -hmm. and i'm also not taking in like i'm a snacker i don't i'm trying not to have too much junk food on top of that that came out of a need to like i i had to do something because my the way i was feeling and the way i looked it was like so out of my control all of a sudden i I feel the same and i was developing a really really unhealthy like relationship with my food Mm. and i was like this i can continue to like wallow in this which is what i've been doing for the past three months or 
I can try something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's working. How did Yoga with Adrian is in full swing. Oh, we love her. How did it feel to drink in Vegas after kind of not doing that for a while? I felt guilty. Oh. Oddly enough. And then I drank more and I was fine. But it was like, <laughs> it was, it was nice to have two seltzers and be tipsy. Yeah. Like a good tolerance. Yeah, break tea break. Was nice. And I do, I feel like when it, when, <coughs> Jesus, sorry, when February's here. Yeah. I'm going to continue to like chill with it. Uh-huh. Like I don't need to drink with meals really. Mm-hmm. I don't need to drink because it's offered to me. Mm-hmm. Like I can pick and choose one or two times during the week in the same way that I do with like weed. Mm-hmm. Should I start smoking weed? If that's something that brings you joy. It doesn't, but I need something. Should I start taking anti-anxiety medication? Don't answer that. I did. How's that going? Do you want um, to talk about it on pod? I don't mind. Okay. I think more people should talk about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I'm still sub four weeks. Okay, so it's still kicking in. But there are some things that are, I'm like, oh, this was a lot of labor to do before. Just like vocalizing how I'm feeling and like mm. there are still a lot mm. of things that feel very foggy up here. Real. But there are some things that I'm like, oh, I've been missing this and I'm, it's back. So I'm hoping that means I'm coming out. I don't know wow. if that's medication. Who knows? But I'm also in therapy. I'm kind of on my New Year's kick right yeah. now. Yeah. Look at you. Let's start the episode and we can talk Let's about it. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. My name is Taylor. My name is Kai Vaughn. And welcome back to another episode of No, no Follow Up questions. questions. The show where we talk about the booms, the bangs, and the blunders of living through your 20s. I feel like 2024 is really kicking my ass already and it's been like three weeks. I feel like you're being tested. I am being tested because I think there's just like a lot of stuff converging at once. Like school started back up again. My classes seem really interesting. I like my professors, but it's a lot of work and I think it's going to be hard. My job is hard. Plus even though I do have a little bit of like cushion from the fam, it's the stuff that I'm responsible for paying. It's a little harder Mm -hmm. to cover everything I need to cover. So I've been picking up some shifts at the coffee shop, really humbling (laughs) to be back. Um, Yeah. And I think it, I just felt, Oh my God, I I have car drama. We can get into that. Fucking car. The day you get a new car is going to be a day we all celebrate. Okay, because I'm actually not crazy about the car. There's a real reason behind it. But anyway, like all this stuff is converging. I feel like my work schedule is such that sometimes I work really early morning. Sometimes I work really late night. So that makes it hard to like make time to see my boyfriend, make time to see my friends, like let alone make time to intentionally rest. So... Yeah, it's just been like a little rough for me. I felt super anxious. Mm-hmm. I've feel, been feeling kind of low and depressed, which I don't usually get into. But are you giving that's what's yourself happening. any time to like just chill alone? Even I feel like it's it's very like besides your long commutes and like your your 
homework time? Like I'll do, I think I will tonight. Tonight I'll have time. Okay. Um, but it's weird because sometimes I get off of work at 11, drive mm-hmm. an hour home. PM? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Really hard. So okay. I get back at midnight. By the time I'm showered in bed, whatever, it's like 1230-ish. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm fucking tired. So I'm going to like let myself sleep. And then I wake up at like nine the next morning. I feel guilty because mm. I feel like I've wasted time. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to like go to the gym and like that takes time. But then I'm like, oh, I feel guilty that I like wasn't working on my schoolwork during that time. And then it's like, oh, now I have to like drive 45 minutes to school. It just like, I feel like the little pockets of time feel very, I feel guilty for taking them. So it's not really like a rest. (laughs) So I wonder if like actually putting in your calendar this next week, like these are the times that I am going to just chill the fuck out Yeah, and not feel bad about it. I wonder if that might help you. Because right now, like, it's, I, I'm i very, like, I feel like my attention span is really low, so I'm yeah, like, okay. you're doing so many things, and yeah. yeah but, like, I, I literally do this crazy thing where I'm like, okay, for 15 minutes, I'm going to read my textbook, okay? Mm-hmm. Then for 15 minutes, I'm going to clean, and, okay, and then 15 minutes, I will rest. But then that's, like, scrolling on my phone, because 15 minutes isn't enough to, like, really chill. Right. And I'm like, okay, now I'm back to reading so it's like i I, little cycles yeah i don't really think that's like working for me Hmm. so i don't know i think i I, uh, talking about it to my therapist and stuff i just feel also very like it's getting a little like light derealization where i'm like where am i who are you what is going on what is my purpose i'm getting very existential The future feels like a black hole. It's very scary. Okay. Things are that should be exciting only scare me. I feel really disconnected to all my relationships and friendships. I feel like you're you're in real deep right now. Something, yeah. You're in real deep. Something is weird. Something's and off. Something shifted. Something shifted when you... Nobody moved. You, you, you I moved. moved. <laughs> Maybe try a new system. Yeah. And really, really like prioritize time to chill. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to burn yourself out from one of your seven jobs or like, God forbid, the work that you're doing. Like, because it all has a purpose and it is yeah. also all temporary. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you survive until a point where you have a little bit more time and freedom to like move about the cabin? Yeah, it's just I'm not really like in a sustainable yeah. place right now, which that makes me feel worse because I'm like I have these amazing opportunities and I do have support um, and, you know, other people face more challenges. So like, who am I to crumble? Mm. I don't know. Everyone else's shit smells worse than yours. Or the other way around? I don't know where you're going. With this we are metaphor. the most fucked up person people in the world. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm horribly quoting. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking the about. The just breakup quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the hosts is like, every, like, everybody thinks like that they're the most fucked up person in the world and like their problems are the worst problems. Or to to counter that, that like you're not fucked up enough to like, to to des- like yeah. deserve the time and space to talk about that it. is such a thing that i've been talking to my therapist about in terms of like mental health stuff is i feel like 
okay, sure, I've maybe experienced like little T traumas, but I haven't experienced a big T trauma. And Does like, I mean, it's still not a trauma though. Yeah, or like, it's not like a, it's not the clinical definition of a trauma. And I, okay, I do experience anxiety, but, and I, it, it affects my life in all these different ways, but everybody has an anxiety disorder. And like, to, for me, it's not so severe that I, won't muscle through my responsibilities. Sure. It's not like I it's not like I can't go to school. It's not that I can't pay my bills. I've always been able to do that stuff. It just is like more internal, so it feels less real. Mm. And so it's hard for me to be like, okay, this is something I deserve to make space for and take seriously because I can rationalize it all away. Sure. So, as long as you're functioning in a way that you think is good enough, yeah. why treat it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, But what happens when one day you don't have the tools to treat it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you have the support network and you're muscling through it, it doesn't mean that, that it's, it's okay if that isn't good enough or yeah. that's not enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's only January and... Just because it's a new year doesn't mean that like we're instantly better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, I think you're trying a bunch of new things and will continue to do so. And I feel like it's enough to say, like, I have a goal to figure this shit out, figure out what this new pace of life is mm-hmm. until the next semester, until the next job or until my schedule changes. And you know what I mean? It's like it's enough to say, like, I'm trying right now. <laughs> this is me trying. And you are doing a lot. Yeah. Now, anyone listening that is also going through the same thing, hey, bitch. Hey. <laughs> Us too. Hey. How's uh, your new year, new me? Um, I actually set, like, resolutions. I actually wrote them down. Oh. Um, what, I remember we talked about it on the show, but, like, I actually wanted yeah. to sit down and write some down. And a lot of them centered around, like, making sure that I am, this is going to sound weird, but, like, softening myself this year. I know exactly what you mean. It comes back to like feeling and being nicer and like returning Mm. to a place where like I feel like a generous, warm, inviting, approachable person Mm. in a way that I feel like I have. That's really good. Hardened over the past three years out of a place of necessity. I might add Mm -hmm. it's what I did or what I felt I needed to do to survive in a world where like I didn't have money or space to like do things. Now it's like, how do I? convince myself that I am safe enough to not bite everyone's head off. <laughs> Get out. And I'm really like trying. Get out. It That's starts with, really good. With my boyfriend and like uh-huh. I made this huge realization at in during therapy. And I was like with my boyfriend I have these such like strict boundaries for some reason. Like he'll be like let's watch this movie and in my mind this movie sounds bad so I don't want to watch it. So I'll just say no. Mm-hmm. Right? But at work, my boss will be like, I need you to do this impossible task that's going to take one person a week, and I need you to do it by tomorrow. And I'll be like, yeah, totally, anything you need. Do you want me to do another task as well? <laughs> like, the boundaries that I want to have with my boyfriend, I'm having at work. And the ones I want to have at work, wow. I'm having at And my boss, or my therapist was like, do you feel like like you're being, like you're really showing your personality at work? I'm like, no. I'm being hella fake sometimes. <laughs> so true. Because I'm going through shit and like I don't always relate to these people and like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, do you think it's 
like it's no wonder that you're not feeling yourself on a day-to-day because you're not being yourself for eight hours every day. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, good. Like, shut the She's fuck. good. So my goal this year is to kind of say no more mm-hmm. at work and say yes more to the people that like really deserve me. And that might yeah. be coworkers and boss sometimes, but it's not. So. And, maybe, and maybe I feel like the setting those hard, hard boundaries may come easier in a, in a relationship where you feel a little bit more safe that mm. like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting because I feel like sometimes I do that, like, but it, for me, it's more of a like, like testing, like, oh, do you, if I set a hard boundary with you or if I'm kind of bitchy to you, like, are you going to? still be there come back for me i think mine comes from one it's not always conscious yeah sometimes i'm just like bristly for no reason and yeah. i'm kind of tackling what that means and where uh-huh. it's coming from but i i think more so it's like oh part of it's like taking the relationship for granted it's like Mm. you've shown me grace before until you're going to continue to do so okay that's the thing nobody tells you about dating nice people when they give you space it's like oh <laughs> I have to make sure that I'm someone that deserves that space. <laughs> I look, I know it intrinsically, I am worth it. Intrinsically, I am lovable and and likable and pretty and sexy and all these things and I bring a lot to the table. But from my perspective, I want to feel like that too. I did not think that this episode was going to go here. <laughs> Totally. Like, okay, so I've been having drama with my car, and this is going to tie into what we're talking about. This was, like, I feel like because I was already so stressed, and, like, last week was really tough, Mm -hmm. and um, then, like, as I was about to get on the freeway to drive to Malibu, my car just kind of, like, the steering locked up, all the dashboard lights um, went on, gas wouldn't work. Were you already driving? Uh-huh. I was like on La Cienega, like in oh, the no. middle of the road, like shifting lanes. Car like ground to a halt, lost control. You didn't Turn crash it. at all, did no, you? No, no, thank God. Because people I think knew something was happening and like I they went around me and stuff. Scary. It was scary and I was about to get in the freeway. Mm-hmm. And so I went into a gas station, turned my car off, looked under the hood. I was like, is this going to be another fire? <laughs> Real ones know my car started on fire on the... 101. 101 freeway like a year and a half ago i was like fuck is this happening again no fires everything looked okay turned the car back on everything was fine called my dad freaking out and he's like you have to call out of work like yeah, don't drive to malibu that's so far but i had already seen that somebody else had already called out of work i felt guilty because i had to give a shift away next week so i was like no i have to go mm-hmm. did you end up going mm-hmm. and was the car fine Car was fine there, but then I was doing research and there's apparently like a recall out on my vehicle, make, model, and year because there's an issue with the battery terminal, which is causing the power to go out and fires to happen. Oh. So other people have been having the issue that I had. Learned This recall is very new, so the Toyota dealership said they don't have a way to fix it yet. Are they going to give you a new car? Like, what the hell? No. I went to the dealership and I was like, 
I saw in the report, oh, I'm entitled to a free inspection. Okay, I'm going to go to the dealership, inspect it. The guy's like, oh, yeah, um, I can test your battery, but a full diagnostic is like $250. All they're going to do is plug something into the car and see what it says. It took three hours for him to test the battery. And they charged you all that money? No, I took. I was like, I'm just going to do the free one. Then I went to my mechanic yesterday uh-huh. who did a free diagnostic for me because they're real ones. Mm-hmm. There's problems with my engine, problems with my transmission, but the because there is like no identified cause yet... He was like to test every single possible thing that might be wrong would take weeks. It would be so expensive. It's like too big of a project. Mm. And so basically, like, I either have to get a new car or wait several months for Toyota to figure out what the problem is and identify a way to fix it. And that, like, scared me, obviously. And so I'm still kind of scared because I do have to drive a lot for work and I drive a lot to get to school. But then the way I acted though, I've always had this very independent mindset. I've been very self-sufficient and I got really prickly because I was like, I'm all alone. Nobody's helping me. Like I have to do this alone. So Mm -hmm. then anytime someone would offer to help me, I'd freak out. Like, my boyfriend was like, oh, you can take my car to work. I was like, no, no, honestly, like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, just don't act like you care. Like, it's fine. I didn't say that. But like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, don't act like you care. Like, I have to do this myself. Everything's always myself. Mm. My parents were like, oh, we can fly out to help you look at new cars. I'm like, as if you give a shit about me. Like, you don't care. I have to do this all myself. I'm by myself. Nobody's help. Like, it just got really irrational. Uh-huh. And I felt so overwhelmed by the whole thing. And I know at the end of the day, I am going to have to figure it out. And I know that I'm capable and I know that I can, but Uh it just felt very lonely having to do it myself. So any offer of assistance, like, wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And also I rejected it. Mm -hmm. So I could further crystallize the like. The image that you were alone. Yeah. Yeah. It was super weird. But I, I feel like I like your resolution of softening because I think like all I want is for people to like love me and care about me and show me love and affection. But because I maybe didn't get that in the past or there were times in which I had to do shit alone, mm-hmm. I've built this like really hard exterior and I don't really trust those outreach hands and I feel like I don't want them like that. It, it, it threatens the image I have of myself of this really self-sufficient person. I feel like ultimately the goal is like realizing that pick and choosing when and where you accept help is part of being Mm self-sufficient and realizing when I don't have the, the tools or the capacity to handle this myself, like, That's the healthiest gift you can give yourself is to be like, I can't do this right now. I need someone to step in for me. But but if having to ask and then if have someone be like, oh, I can't actually, that kills me more than. But that's also not real right now. But like sometimes sometimes it is real sometimes, you know. But right now, is that real? You didn't ask and no one's rejected you. 
right now. Yeah. I also feel like one thing that I'm practicing is it's very basic, but like doing the opposite action. DBT. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> that actually is, that actually works. It does work, and it has worked in the past week. Instead of like bristling, it takes a lot of effort, and I know this, but like to say like. Thank you. <laughs> I would love your help in this moment. Yeah. I understand the like the desire to do things alone because I live my life like that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, especially right now, I feel like where everything's so expensive and everything is happening all at once. It's like, in what ways can you offload so that you you can continue to invest in yourself because girl it's time for i feel like i feel like it's it's i i need to be at a like that's very intentional work for me right and so if i feel already so depleted it It, it's so much i I go back into like my really unhealthy coping mechanisms which drives me further into the hole which makes it more impossible for me to actually outreach and i say this because i i'm literally doing this right now too and you're just the way this conversation is set up it makes it seem like i'm like super wise and whatnot i know i know we're both working on similar stuff and i know sometimes like we're at different like moods you know sometimes it's yeah this could easily be me it could be you right you have to dig in a little bit deeper right now when you don't have it in you you have to do one more push Mm. To then like be intentional, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's that's just one like, hey, I need help with this, and then that frees you up to to focus on something else, right? Mm-hmm. But it is the it's the that one moment of intentionality that is taking mm-hmm. so much effort right now to act in a way that you wouldn't like you don't normally want to act, mm-hmm. but that might be the one thing that like gets you to like have the space and the time to breathe and like be yourself. It might be the case that when you actually like allow yourself to be helped, it'll be really healing for you. The therapist is getting therapized. Shut up. Okay. Have you ever told your therapist to shut up? Um, I've wanted to before. Uh, no, I haven't. I, I've definitely like fought back. Sure. With my therapist before. Yeah. I do not think we were like going to go there. I think that we today. will make it through. I know that we will. I know that we will. And maybe in our near future, it's like a crash, not a literal, but like a crash is, it needs to happen. Stop. To wake us up. A crash. I'm not, I'm the one time. having dreams now. <laughs> oh my God. I did. Okay. I've been having weird dreams. I had a dream yesterday. Like I, yeah, I got home from work really late. I had to like wake up early to work at the coffee shop. So I didn't get like. This rent. is in your dream. No, but then I came home, took a nap after the mechanic, and then went into REM, crashed into REM. Sure. In my dream, I like I was throwing a party at my apartment or something, and I was like walking through the hallways with my boyfriend, and there were like there were like twenty cats in the hallway, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I was like moving so slow, and I was like, "Am I dreaming right now? Like, am I sleeping?" And he's like, no. And I was like, I feel like I'm like dreaming. I Your can't. dream boyfriend gaslighting, gaslighting. you. Gaslighting. 
then I like looked at my watch and I looked at my phone and then there are different times, which is like a big like indicator that you're dreaming. And I was like, for you, I've never thought of that. But when you, if you like Google, like lucid dreaming, tricks you were or whatever, lucid dreaming. I know. I was like, I, Girl, I was you like, were, you were I astral, but you were on the plane. Like I'm dreaming. And then I was like, well, I, I'm not drunk. Like I'm, I'm doing dry January. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, did I get roofied? Like what is going on? But then the dream like got weirder. And then my like old coworker was trying to like convince me to do a crime. And so I'm like, okay. What was the crime? I don't know. We were like supposed to, I think it was like a bling ring kind of thing. <laughs> okay, but, Robin yeah. Hood. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, it's getting, and then I had a dream last night that I like, yeah, that I crashed into somebody's car. Like there was a lot of car dreams. Okay. So when I said crash, that's not what I no, meant. I know she meant. I know she meant. <laughs> Uh, okay, today after I get home. Yeah. What are we doing? What's the plan? I have to do homework. Can you give yourself an hour? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For you sure. have an hour to look forward to, to kick your feet, your feet up. I got, um, so I work with teens at my job mm-hmm. and the teens attacked me. What'd they say? Today. Cause they read me, they read me to filth. So <laughs> I'm talking to my other coworker, he was talking about his girlfriend, and then they, this, this kid turns to me and goes, Taylor, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, mm-hmm. She's like, I don't really believe that. You just seem like you, like, you're like a cat lady and you have, like, five cats. And maybe when you're 40, like, you'll marry somebody who, like, and you'll be, like, a stepmom. But I don't <gasps> think you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Damn. And then the next day, that's just mean girl alert. Like <laughs> the next day, I was like, "What did you?" I was like bothered by it. So I was like, "Like, what did you what mean the by the mean? cat like, lady?" And I was like, "I'm like, what do I? What do I give off uh-huh. that makes you think cat lady?" And she's like, "Just like your like your hair and your eyes and like your face." Why are they mean like that? And then this other kid who's not part of the conversation was like, "Oh yeah, this this lady has like five cats." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, I guess I got to get my cat now. Did you tell him that Bibby hates you? No. I was like, I just don't have any cats. That doesn't mean you can't give off cat lady energy, but I, I don't get I that do. from you. I guess I do. I also, I mean, I'm a different like kind of side to myself. Sure. Maybe I am giving more like. Your professional persona is cat yeah. lady. That's yeah. kind of fun though. Yeah. It's approachable. Yeah, but more like. It's, I mean, so BF doesn't exist to them. I, well, yeah, it's not like I'm going to spill my like actual personal life, but you can kind of like disclose this a little bit. Mm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend. Uh-uh. I don't believe that. <laughs> Why would I lie? Why would I lie? Why would I lie? Why would I lie? Because it's fun. But, not but I'm time. actually not lying. <laughs> Jeez. Should I get a cat this year? No, you're never home. Real. And cats are very independent, but you need to be home. Yeah. 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 And I feel like I want to. Get a cat as a, like a graduation gift for yourself. Totally. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be cute. Something to look forward to. What would you name your cat? I have a list of cat names. Do you really? On my phone. Yes. This you know is how, real? You know how some girls have baby names? <laughs> or like, like a Pinterest board for their wedding. You have cat names. I have two. You're not beating the allegations right now. I have two cat names. Okay. This one, one for each. Stop. <laughs> June bug, I think that's cute. No, Phoebe. Okay, whatever. I think June calling 
June is my landlord's Jeannie. name. But calling the cat Bug hey, is bug. cute. Yeah, Bug. Do I feel like bug? that's cute for some reason. That's so country of you. Isn't it? It's giving loan. It is giving like Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk pop culture. What happened? The Emmys, the Golden Globes. Um, did we talk about Saltburn? Yes, we did. We talked about Saltburn. But I did watch All of Us Strangers. I don't. With I um, Paul Mescal and <gasps> Andrew Scott. What did you think? I cannot think too deeply about this movie because it makes me like deeply sad. Mm. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. I want you to know this is the first thing I've seen Paul Mescal in. Oh, what did you think of him? He looks like a billy goat. Yeah. In the same way that like <laughs> Jack Harlow looks like a billy goat. And there's something about a billy goat where you just want to grab him by the chin, you know? Ooh. There's so. I love like a kind of like a scruffy. Do you know the plot man. of the movie? Yes. It's like. Well, I think like Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal are dating, but Andrew Scott like is like seeing ghosts of his dead family members. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, he is. You're you come to find out that he's like still processing the loss of his mom and dad mm-hmm. from childhood, and uh-huh. it has like deeply affected him. Aren't we all? And it's all about how like in life you you feel you can feel so like isolated and alone. You can, and especially like. Growing up gay in the 80s and 90s, like, and then you find someone that, like, you you feel like they see you, but, oh, shit, this person has shit going on, too. It was so, like, cathartic Mm -hmm. and deep and, like, nice and then heartbreaking. I'm just (laughs) like, oh, you see cum on the chest? Yo. (laughs) Hey, yo. It, it was so, so well done. And it, it just like broke me a little bit to where I can't think about it. But I'm really glad yeah, the first good. role I saw Paul in was a gay, gay role. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, that's, I'm locking that in. I've only seen him in, seen him in straight roles. I watched him in normal people. Uh-huh. Which also sad, question mark? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen him in After Sun, which is okay, also sad. sad. Like, <laughs> I, that's his like little niche. Um. But yeah, I've only seen him in straight roles. So were you, were you, did you feel the fantasy of him in a gay relationship with Andrew Scott? I kept thinking these are two straight men, but when they were kissing, they were kissing. I think Andrew Scott is gay IRL. Is he really? Yeah. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Cute. Right? (laughs) Well, anyway, they... I felt the fantasy yeah. enough. Yeah. Come in the chest. There there was a there was a there's just like moments where they like he has a very real like I need forgiveness or like apologies from you with his parents. Oh. And that's the one thing in my life oh. that like if someone does it on screen I'm gonna Whoops. I'm going to break down. Can't go there. If there's ever a papa, I'm so sorry I messed up and he's like, I forgive you. Or the dad is like, I was really fucked up to you. And like, I just like, <laughs> I have daddy issues. <laughs> I would recommend it if you need a good cry. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, it's like when I read that book, um, A Little Life. I think I like this little life. That's one of those books that I like, I am so glad I read it, but I would never recommend it to yeah. someone because it fucked me up. Dark dark i okay i saw the iron claw okay 
You also cried during that. Yeah, me and my boyfriend both cried watching Iron Claw. Straight men do have feelings. You it is it first. It is a very like it's so weird. It is kind of like a straight movie, but I it, it's like also like for the girls. Because, a little bit. Because it's like men in Speedos? Uh-huh, but there's like an element to like camp. Oh, okay. Because it's about wrestling in the 80s. Sure. So. Okay. Um, Zach Efron is so good. Good. He's so good in it. Um, he scares me a little bit. He, they are all very, um, him and Jeremy Allen White, mm -hmm. muscular in a way that's like unreal. There's I, another like. I'm going to say something. Jeremy Allen White doesn't do anything for me. Okay. I don't see it. That's okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Okay. I see it. I just had to get that off my chest. I see it because I'm toxic. But I, it's okay that you don't. He's also like 5'7". He just looks like the Hunchback of Notre Dame for me. <laughs> <laughs> and not in an endearing way. Like he smells like cigarette smoke and doesn't wash his hands after he pees. That's what I get from him. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Ew. The girls that get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. Um, but yeah, Zach Efron's so good in it. But the story is so sad. It's almost ridiculous. Like, if, it, if it were not... Because I knew that it was sad. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, unprepared. Okay. A little bit. And if if someone were to have read this this script, not knowing that it was based on a true story, you'd be like, this is ridiculous. There's no way this would ever happen. This is like too excessive. But the, mm. the re reality is it's actually more sad in real life. And they toned it down for the movie. Insane. But... Very good. Very tug on the heart. There's too very, many movies out right now that are like coming from my, my chest. Very grappling with masculinity. Very, very generational trauma. Okay. Very brotherhood. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll weep. I'll do it. Yeah. I think you would like it. Okay. I think you would. I think you would like it. Changing the tone. I just watched Mean Girls yesterday. My name is Regina My George. My name is Regina George. Renee Rapp. Love her. Love her. When I say like boys and girls, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. Her and what's mm -hmm. his face? Jacob Lordy. Yeah. On hosting SNL. SNL. I have to watch that today. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that as well. <laughs> Something to just tickle the old pickle to on the way into the city. Uh-huh. 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 I'm going to um, flick the bean like a game of ping pong. <laughs> um yeah renee rap is very very beautiful and talented she can sing down the movie here's my thoughts on like a, a revamp a like a remake of a movie that's were you familiar with the fact that there was a mean girls musical yes of okay. course were you did you know the songs coming in no okay I knew it was a musical. I knew it was based off the musical, but there are so many elements in this that are also in the musical that are like from mm -hmm. the movie itself. Mm -hmm. And 
they're not so far out of like today's lexicon that yeah. they you can just reuse them in their in like verbatim and them have the same effect. Does that make sense? Yeah, because okay, I'm I'm looking, I'm googling, and Mean Girls the original came out in 2004. Oh, 20 years ago. Exactly 20 years. But yeah, I, I thinking about 2004, like the 2000s are very, it's a very distinct era. But mm-hmm. I think there's some like. It's not that it was so drastically different from today. I think the setting, the like the representation on screen was different. They definitely changed some things to be a little bit more PC. Mm. They like. There are some things that in the 2000s flew that I think had to be changed or updated. Yeah. There was a lot more like social media involved. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, So it was like it was interesting. My takeaway is Renee Rapp is that girl. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's like just gay enough, just pretty enough, just like personable enough to be like the perfect celebrity right now. She's funny. She's like she's fun. hilarious. I love her. Like I like seeing her interviews mm-hmm. about. Which was talking about Megan Thee Stallion. Did you see that one mm-hmm. interview? Because she they did like a song together for the movie, and. An interviewer was like, oh, what was it like to work with Megan Thee Stallion? And she's like, Megan Thee Stallion has the best ass I've ever seen. Like, no, she's, I was shocked by it. She is, like, horny beyond belief. And then she was, like, threatening, threatening that dude who the shot bus. Megan in the foot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, if I ever see that disgusting little man, it's on sight. Because, like, I will go down for Meg. Like, she, like, <laughs> looked into the camera and was, like, issued a declaration of war. She's, funny. she's really, really funny. And because she's, like, she says all this shit on air. Mm-hmm. No apology. Love it. And then people are, like, she needs media training. And then her next caption on Instagram is, yeah, she needs more media training. <laughs> I don't know. I think we need, like, more, like, okay, I think it, it clicked. She understands the function of a celebrity. Yes. I saw her compared to Jayla when she, like, her, her persona. Mm. But. No, say what you were going to say. I saw a TikTok from, by Miss Sarah Shower that uh-huh. was comparing, like, talking about that and how Jayla's, um, like, persona on press mm-hmm. is, f- like, male-centered comedy. <gasps> and Renee is a girl's girl. Like, she's not doing it for the sake of a. Uh-huh. And she's like, that's why Renee is going to have comedic longevity in a way that J-Law had. She like fell out and now she's back. It's like, yeah, I think it's also very interesting take. J-Law, it was a very millennial kind of and also I think male centric brand of being like, oh, my God, I'm not a celebrity. Like, I'm just so goofy and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the pizza? I don't even know why I'm here at this red carpet. Like this dress is so like weird and crazy i just want to eat a fucking burger <laughs> and then renee rap like knows she is that bitch and she's like yeah i am fucking talented and i will i will i will you know display my talents to the world but it's like also not that serious and like i'm also funny in a person and i'm gonna shit post mm-hmm. and that way it's very gen z so i get that it's like a little bit curated the persona yeah but yeah, I think, I think Kate. Ooh, I think catering to your own demographic is always going to be a little bit more successful. Your own demographic, as in like, like other girls and gays, other girls, yeah. And being a queer woman herself, she's a womanizer. Really? Yes. Do you know, like her personal life. No, I don't know her personal life. 
from what I've heard, she's like really, really nice. Yeah, I, we actually we've interacted have... with her for work, and apparently okay. she's really, really nice. I one of my friends from college I know is friends with her. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, she seems. Was cool. she in LA, girly? She, no, she's from. Just I don't know. Because she got her her like takeoff was Broadway, right? Well, do you know the do you know the Jimmy Awards? No. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. Jimmy Awards. Wasn't it her and what's his face? From No Hard Feelings? Yes. Yeah. Dear Evan Hinton. Um, so every year there's like this national competition of like theater kids. And you, your like school can nominate you. I just whatever. know those hotel rooms were disgusting. Oh my God. Your school can like nominate you and then like you get, there's like a regional award. What and then age if you, group are these? Like high school. Oh, okay. And then if you win your, your regional award, then you get to go to the like national competition, New York. Okay. But like the Broadway producers are like sitting there, like taking notes. This is like a big deal. A lot of people get seen at the Jimmy Awards and then get plucked and then thrown into That's really Broadway roles. Like, you know, Eva Noblezada? Mm-hmm. She went straight from Jimmy Awards Do to Do we being... love Eva? Huh? Do we love her? Oh, love. Okay, good. Because I did, but I wasn't sure. Oh, I love her. But okay. she was, she like, was performing at the Jimmy Awards and then was like picked to play Kim and Miss Saigon in London. Mm. And then her career has just like gone on from there. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very big. It's a jumping um, off point for. Yeah. For a lot it. of people. So she, she was, I think she won that year and then was offered Regina and Mean Girls on Broadway. And then she put out an album, went on tour. Mm-hmm. Was in that HBO show. Like, yeah. I think what solidified her place though was her personality. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you want to talk about Carlethi? Yes, at the Golden Globes. Or we talked about them enough. Oh my god, I think we're like the leading experts on Carlethi. That was staged. The... They knew the camera was on them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Golden Globes, it's like so cute. She's like, like pl- she's like playing with his necklace. And they're like, love you. Being so cute and cuddly. What about the rumor that Selena went to hug him <laughs> and she was like, no. I'm kind of a Selena hater. I am too. Selena gives um, victim blamer, player. Yes. Not blamer, sorry. <laughs> like she plays the victim she a She really lot. does. And her whole like relationship with Benny Blanco, I thought it was so funny that like. So strange. Commenters were being like, girl, this is not it. And then she's commenting back. She's like, I have never, ever been happier. Like. <laughs> She's always like, Girl. she'll share an opinion online. And then whenever she gets back, like she's like, I'm taking a break for my mental health. 12 hours later, Girl, she's back. No one asked you to speak up in the first place. <laughs> Remember her, her like, um, her non-statement statement about like. Palestine. It's Palestine. She's like, as a sister, I just want everybody to get along. And then the next slide is like, okay, fine. Like, I get it. Like, I just, I guess I can't like speak on these issues. Like, I'm just going to take a social media. Girl, shut up. <laughs> No one to stop talking. Yeah. Um, I'm over a little bit. My takeaway was um, men shouldn't be hosting these events anymore. Yeah. Bad Pack comedians. Um, I'm obsessed with James Marston and the Ugh. fact that James Marston won uh, for playing himself. Cool. I haven't, I haven't watched Jury Duty. <laughs> Me neither. I know it's very good. And I, I know it was shot right next to my old coffee shop. So I, I, I should watch it. <laughs> I have always been a James Marsden lover. Mm-hmm. Him and Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him in the notebook. Let's talk about it. 
Wait, 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 wait. Who was he in the notebook? Like he was Rachel the like McAdams. respectable. Yeah, yeah. And she's a flop for that. Oh, she, she flopped. Astronomical flop for that. He has money, a smile, beautiful, she's nice, rich. And remember, what does the other guy have? A house that he built himself. Like whatever. Shut up. We Shut all could up. do that. That guy could buy you so many of those. And and remember, he was like kind of cool with her, like cheating. Yeah. He was like, I don't care. I still love you. I don't care. I love you. Just come here and let me spend money on you. What? What? You're going to flop so hard. I know the dick is not that good. I'm sorry. It's, I think it's. I'm it's, just it's, Ken. It's, it's like situation, <laughs> it's situationship dick. No, I understand. Wait. <laughs> it's situationship dick. The, like. It's, we're having sex in the, in the bottom floor on the floor of the shed dick. And it's like, if, if you were to actually look at that sexual experience as an isolated incident, you would be like, okay, the sex is like not that great. But it's the fact that it's like so built I'm up and then it, he like, it's like emotionally unavailable. White linen sheet sex is nowhere near the same as like backseat of the Honda, like civic sex. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not. Uh, can I counter that? You are welcome to, but I need you to be but for I, real. I, actually know I need exactly you to be for real. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, being in like a comfortable, safe location and relationship has allowed me to like explore my sexuality and take like risks and like have more like, like better and more fulfilling sex. But yes. there is, I know what you mean. And sex with someone that you like really care about is, is so astronomically better. better. So much better. But, but <laughs> there's always that like. You don't end up with the best sex you've ever had. You don't. You and it's also and it's also because it's not the best sex you've ever had. It's because it's like, okay, it was like good sex with somebody it was like very chaotic with. Uh-huh. You know? No, I agree with you. Everyone listening agrees with you. That's what I mean. I think I think we are lucky to have experienced experiences. And we're even more lucky to, to curate future experiences. No, it's so true. Right. And that's all I got to say on that. Okay, so we're going to go back and go over some of our original name ideas from like 2021. Maybe one of these can be what it becomes when I turn 30. (laughs) (laughs) This is in the random funny section. Because we're so funny. (laughs) Crafts Corner. I love Crafts Corner. Crafts Corner with, with Taylor and Kai. I do like it, but it has nothing, nothing to do with what we talk about. This wow, this one's so funny. Pee pee poo poo time. Hmm. That's kind of what I describe when someone's like, "What do you guys talk about?" That's what I say. Yeah, my therapist said no. That was your idea. Yeah, and I don't. That fully might be the name it. of my podcast. I don't fully understand that. I think it's um, it's like wanting to do something chaotic, and your therapist says no. Hmm. That's maybe if I become a therapist and then make my own podcast sure best regards or xoxo taylor and kai i don't know why we that's kind of that where this happening. name come from came from yeah no follow-up questions yeah i will say that is this is the best name that we had totally and it was a complete coincidence that it like abbreviated to no fucks yeah i also this is no fucks isn't even on this it's list. not on the list yeah because those were all bad those were all bad and we were like oh we need a name okay this is the um i will say Coming up with a name for this podcast was the hardest part about starting. 
It yeah. wasn't building a website. It wasn't like coming up with topics it had or to like be perfect. It was the name. And when we and what's in a name? Landed on no follow up questions. We were like, that's it. That's it. Older sibling energy. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think we're not. I think we're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, hotboxing my grandma's car. <laughs> so funny. I feel like if we were like both big stoners. Both. Indicating that one of us is? No, I said if we were both big stoners. Or we like, yeah, if there was some deep understanding about like partaking in drugs of some kind. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like there's like an alternate reality version of this podcast where it's like. Where we're actually funny and like. Yeah. We don't do the whole like. Rigmarole. Spiral. We, it's more just like goofy and funny. Yeah. Like, like dude podcast energy. We used to really plan. Remember we had a season, it was all about vibes. That's the theme of the season. Should we plan next episode? I hate planning. Okay, yeah. so true. <laughs> I mean, next up, I got a boyfriend episode for me. Does he know? Yeah, he's down. He's down? Yeah. Okay. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Oral invitation. Do you want to um, wrap up? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um... Sorry, you guys had to hear so much about my. No, I think someone's really going to be like, health. hey, me too. Because. Hashtag me too. It... <laughs> not a laughing matter. Mm-hmm. I think that life is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. New Year's bring a lot of pressure to like be some fantastic new person. And I think it's okay to realize that like we're just on a journey and we're not there yet. And that's okay. Normalize normal lies normal eyes okay thank you so much for listening to this episode um we release new episodes every other tuesday sometimes that schedule's a little fucked up if one of us is really busy or both of us are busy you're gonna get what you get um Follow us on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. Give us five-star rating and review. Hey, we're doing it. Doing it live. <laughs> um, go ahead and look us up online. We're there. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and threads at nofuckspod, N-O-F-U-Q-S-P-O-D. Um, we have a website, nofuckspod.com, and an email, nofuckspod at gmail.com. You can send us a message, a question, a topic suggestion. If you really, really want us to plan another episode, um, you just simply have to request it. Yeah, just whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about it. Right. Yeah, for real. Um, on that. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend, At if you point, need therapy, speak up. Speak now by Taylor Swift. Does Good. it make you feel better or worse to know that a future therapist has struggles of their own? Right in. Right in. Right in. Um, okay. On that note, um, hey. I don't think I have any follow-up questions. I don't think I have any follow-up questions either. Bye. Bye.